0: Hello and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. On this episode of Good Show, we are talking about the White Lotus. The White Lotus was a pandemic creation of Mike White. If you're like me and had to look up who in the world is Mike White, he most quickly came to my mind as the teacher in Orange County but he's obviously more famous because he was the writer of School of Rock. The White Lotus isn't his first HBO series either. He was the writer-creator of a show called Enlightened, which I've never seen. Anyway, The White Lotus is basically just a week in the life of wealthy vacationers in idyllic locations, juxtaposed against the life of the locals who endure the presence of said vacationers. There are currently two seasons, but the show's original intention was actually just to be a limited series. Season one takes place in Hawaii. Season two takes place in Sicily, both at fictional White Lotus resorts. And it's worth noting that the cast is almost entirely different in each season. Now, full disclosure, Neither Brandon nor I enjoyed this show very much, but it was slash is a smash hit, which really makes it perfect for our show's subtitle. I'm sure you've heard about it, but is The White Lotus something you want to be watching next? Brandon, let's dive in. Let's go. Let's not give an easier answer right off the bat because we might be a little emotional with our answer, Brandon. Neither of us love this, but we want to be fair about the show and there are things we liked about it. So I think if we run it through our process, we can have a really good episode and talk about it, but then sort of decide like, I don't think in the end of the. I don't think in the end of the show, we're going to say watch it or don't watch it. But I think we can say like, Oh, you may want to watch it if you like this sort of thing. And if you don't like this sort of thing, uh, there's certain points. And I, I think there's a couple of really strong points in the series where you could just be like, yeah, I don't like this at all. So I'm done. And you can just yeah. feel good about being done. It's just
1: going to go on from there. Yeah. I think my thing is, I'm not sure I would recommend this to anyone, but I want to approach this episode as if I do like the show. Yeah because sure. the only way this is ever going to work is if we like if we're going to take something out <clears throat> we take it out intelligently you know like yeah. we we need to do our due diligence here so I'm really interested to get in here and unpack some of this stuff because I feel like it's going to be a good conversation Yeah and, me too I do too yeah And even though it was a little bit of a you know drag getting through some of this I'd love to put really put my finger on why yeah, and I think that's totally. one thing we'll be able to figure out tonight. Um,
0: yeah. So where did, where to, did you first hear about the show? I think you did way before me.
1: Yeah. So I, I was in right away on season one when it was still airing. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, it, I think it was HBO advertisement similar to succession. Yeah. 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 It looked really sleek. The marketing was great for it. And, um, I don't know. So you were, you were sort of pre-hype then kind of right. I think I was hype like, like, like mid hype. I think, I think I had heard a little bit of it. You know, you see articles and stuff. And if I remember correctly, I got in as it was really becoming popular. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I, I'm kind of in, at this point, I just watched the whole thing in the last couple of weeks. Um, and so like fully, I mean, I'd obviously heard about it in the beginning, but then people just kept saying, you guys got to watch the white Lotus. You got to guys got to watch the white Lotus. I think genuinely for a lot of people, it was a curiosity of what we think of it. Not specifically like we love this show. I also, I found it very funny that people that usually recommended it to me always like couched it with some sort of statement about how it's very either cringy or, you know, stuff like that. And it was always like, you got to watch it. As sort of like a dumpster fire. And I never mm. like that sales pitch. I no. do not. I never like that sales pitch, but, um, and it's sort that's of like, a, true a, sales that's like pitch. a trash
1: watch. And I, I yes. don't usually do those,
0: but that's not to say this is like keeping up with the Kardashians or something like that. I don't, or, the, or insult, the door insult your favorite show.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like you're not watching it because it's the worst thing you've ever seen. It's so bad. It's funny. That's not what's happening right. here. Right. 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 So like yeah. a lot of people really like this. And it has won some awards. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So this is not, it's not winning Razzies or anything. It's winning Golden Globes. So sure. For sure. You know, so are we
0: doing this because of the hype? Is that why we're doing this episode? Oh, certainly. And I think that's perfectly
1: fine. I don't think there's anything wrong. Oh, totally fine. Oh, anything wrong with that. I think it'd be like the same thing, just ignoring something super important and acting like it doesn't exist. I, I think you're. Like I said, in the last episode, you're becoming irrelevant at that point. You know, we need to be tangling with these things, whether it's our cup of tea or not.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of excited about this episode because I think this is probably like in a lot of areas, a quality show. Yeah. Uh, Produce production wise and stuff like that. But um I, I'm excited that we have one that is it's just not one of our favorite shows that we're talking about. Like because that at this point we're kind of getting into some stuff that we may not have loved as much. Okay, so yeah. we've spent enough time on question one. Um what kind of show is this? And let me just warn you, it's listed on the internet as a black comedy. So <laughs> you know
1: how we do those. It's a ton like it feels a ton like succession. Totally. Yeah. Satirical. Yep. Absolutely black comedy. Yep. So we said before black comedies are darker than dark comedies, right? Like they're yeah, I, suppose. I mean, we're making that up, but yes, we have said that. Yes. Okay. Cause we, okay. We had this exact conversation with succession, correct? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm in with that. I think it's, I think there are some slight things. like some very slight things that I found funny. Yeah. That were like, yeah, they would hit on kind of that um, succession wave of, of humor. But, um, I think the main thing I would put my shoulder into is the satirical side of this, yeah it feels it really feels like an exaggeration of uh, it
0: is, but it's not I don't think it's obvious about the satire. The only thing I mean by that at this point is basically like they're not telling jokes that you're that you should be getting they're taking themselves <laughs> completely seriously i think that's important to know
1: who is the cast or the
0: yeah the cast the characters or you know, the, in the, the show? show the show is the, the not not so much the writer of the show i think but i think though as,
1: the through line here is i'm not convinced that people actually act like this i'm sure there are oh yeah, yeah. Some... we're gonna talk we're gonna talk extensively about that later okay but
0: um and i guess what i mean is this isn't stephen colbert who's Uh, who is a satire or, you know, the Colbert report, the Colbert report. Yes. It's that was a satire, but that's not what this is. This is, um, they think, they think it's serious Mm -hmm. and, you know, Colbert didn't necessarily think it is. So, uh, how about like in our five point system?
1: Um, oh, it's gorgeous.
0: It is gorgeous. It's,
1: it's (laughs) you know, here's, so what, what takes something from a four, a premium drama to a five, something more cinematic it needs it like it needs to have an X factor and it, yep. it could be CGI that's like movie quality CGI yes it could be it could be a few things. I think one one thing that could kind of kick it over into the next level is a like a really really beautiful set piece or like mm-hmm. really beautiful on location shooting. That's something this has.
0: Yeah, I also something I noticed. I think that was one of my favorite parts about the show. It's not. I you could maybe help me with some language here, but there's a specific color to it that is not. Yeah, equal it's almost to, sepia. Yes, it's almost sepia, but it's also not equal to where you are. So, like Hawaii is probably the best example, but you're in this. <laughs> you're at you're at a resort, but they make hawaii hawaii is obviously beautiful yeah but the whole show is
1: just a touch sepia yeah so sep- you- sorry sepia is not the right i'm almost, no, no, no. almost yeah. embarrassed it's like a it's like a very golden warm tone everything is is toned yeah. very warm yes in both seasons one's in sicily one's in maui yeah i think both of them are toned very warmly yeah. So that's in regards
0: to this point system sort of thing. It's certainly cinematic. There's yeah. you no know, cinematography choice made, but also I think, I think that was probably intentional to sort of say like, uh, we know, or we imagine what Hawaii should probably look like. And yep. this is sort of like Hawaii in a weird mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's got its own color. And so, you know, w- once you're being that artistic with the show, I think you get some credit for being cinematic about it. And uh, yeah. they, that, that's one of my favorite parts. Like it, they certainly do well with that.
1: So, um, also, okay, So sorry, uh, go ahead. No, not to linger here, but there's something, the, the tone of the, the coloring paired yeah. with like the ethereal music. Uh-huh. It almost gives it like a, we're in the twilight zone feel for me. It, yes. it, there's something eerie about it like we oh for sure something eerie for sure L- almost like we've stepped stepped out of our bodies and i don't know it's it's just got something funky happening there
0: uh no doubt can i pause right there and say do you like the music
1: cuz i'll don't want to bury the lead i hate it oh it's terrible um okay. the and i i feel like i'm I, i'm not trying to uh, like be offensive or make fun of a culture but it you know like when you, <laughs> Uh, We're going to say it anyway, you know, you know, run around when you were kids and you played Cowboys and Indians and you went, Oh, like that noise is, yeah. It's almost like they put it on a MIDI and like, but that way they played that with the the keys and it's all like this. I don't know that, that noise type. Mm. Does that, are you, are you getting any of that?
0: Yeah. I think that's probably, I kind of took that as the intention of the show it was, especially in, uh, do we need to because cut that some out? of it? Was that, No, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know. I'm not the judge of what's fine, but, um, the, I think that's sort of the intention of the show to make comments about sort of like, uh, not native as in native people, but like lo- local natives. Uh, there's, there's a commentary on that, which we can get into sure. later, but you think I, the music, I, I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. Okay. Because they use that in the Sicily season also. I know, but yeah. it's it almost pro- like it at that point a- we
1: can't get away from this. We got to yeah. use it.
0: Yeah. And I f- I'm i starting to feel bad because I will say, so what I didn't, I don't like the theme song, it, but what I mostly don't like, I mean, whatever, a theme song is a the theme song. What I mostly don't like is how often that theme song pops up. And I just would have preferred like just something weird starts happening in the show and it starts <laughs> fading into the theme song, which just kind of drove <laughs> me nuts because it's not... Yeah it's not a big enough theme songs to kind of move in and out of. It's just that one. It, it's just like an earworm that gets in there and just bores its way into your head. It drives me insane. I will say though, in season one, yeah,
1: this wasn't John Williams and we're able to use his sure. themes then and sure. seam them yeah, in, right. Right. You right. know, fill them in uh, seamlessly throughout the show. This is funky stuff. But in season one, I
0: did like some of the sort of soundtracky music that went underneath um, which was but if you didn't notice, those are all like hymn tunes, um, sung by, I think just like, uh, probably a Hawaii, Hawaiian choirs. Now, when I say hymn tunes, uh, well, here comes nerdy Anthony, whatever, but, um, hymn tunes are usually borrowed from something else. So the, I'm not saying Christian hymn tunes because a lot of like Christian hymns are put over top of something like a hymn tune that's used in a lot of different ways. Okay. Uh, it might be a classical music piece or something like that, or like, uh, uh, the Ohio state alma mater is over, uh, a very familiar hymn. The, they use the same hymn tune and it ne- neither of them really owns it. But anyway, a lot of the music that was going on in season one is familiar hymn tunes, sung by this hawaiian choir which is was a pretty interesting juxtaposition i now i'm getting very nervous that we're leaning toward we're like heading down the
1: road toward oh we love this show but uh anyway by the way that, that's the like that's that. the uh, quality of analysis analysis you get here a good show <laughs> that's right the kind of stuff you can't find anywhere else i mean that's right. anthony and his hymn tunes um <laughs> is priceless but <laughs> i think it's important to note that there is good things about this show and sure. sure. We're going to talk about the good things also. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I think this would be a terrible episode if we just crapped on it. So I am I am welcome like I would welcome um some positives here at the beginning especially, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking
0: of positive, let's go to another thing that I think is positive, which not not completely positive, but there are a lot of positives which and let's talk about characters mm-hmm. because I think there are a lot of really good characters in the show. Um who stood out to you? Well,
1: so I'm fresh off season two. Yeah. Right off the top, Michael Imperioli. Um, uh-huh. And he plays Christopher Moltisanti in The Sopranos. Yeah, he, he was excellent. He was really, really good.
0: And also, like, you hadn't seen him in
1: very much stuff besides no, Sopranos. Like, literally, and, I haven't seen him since The Sopranos. Right. So he did so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he almost he almost had, like, a little bit of a uh, an Italian mobster feel to him. I think it worked. But I think it worked really it well. It did work, yeah. Especially really he, well, yeah. his character is of Sicilian descent in the show, so yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Season one, I fired that up today, and I'm glad yeah. I did because it brought back a lot of the things that made me have me watching it in the beginning. Uh, Connie Britton is in this show. Yeah, she's good. She's good she uh,
0: and also I thought Steve Zahn was good and I wouldn't normally give him credit as good or like in other
1: things, but he was good in this show. I thought, um, their daughter, their daughter and her friend in the show, Sydney Sweeney and, uh, Brittany O'Grady play their roles really, really well. Yep. You're annoyed with them. We've talked about this before. They're teenage girls. You're supposed to be in, well, they're probably in their twenties, but they're in college. That's neither here nor there. They're, um, they do that thing very well. Yep. Um there was uh
0: I'm so I just thought most people played their characters well. Yeah. Uh
1: And, and so that might be like that might be what keeps you right. coming back to the show. Uh right. Jake Lacey from season 1 is uh perfectly oh, horrible. Perfect <laughs> perfectly horrible. Yeah. And he's, uh, he was on, in like the later seasons of the office, he was in a couple things that I've seen before, but he really nailed that entitled white dude. Yeah. Um, stereotype. And here's what, here's what
0: I think he did so well that what you really need when you have that character is like, you have to sort of understand why they would be the way you can't just fully hate them. You have to understand why they would be the way that they are. So, like he's totally, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I act this way? Like it makes total uh-huh, sense that right. I would act this way. Yeah. And he played that. He he walked that tightrope all the way through that whole season so well. He just played, and the whole time you're just kind of like, like when he's okay. So uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but whenever he keeps coming back to fight about the room, you know. So, so
1: that's the thing.
0: Yeah, but also he's like he keeps coming back to fight about the room, and you're a little bit like, "Oh, quit being a jerk," and you're also a
1: little bit like, "Well, he did pay for the room." Like, okay, okay. Just, so I think I think there is a point in which he was justified, and then mm-hmm. I think that shifts over to, "Good heavens, you let it go." Right, but if he was justified in the first place, why why let it go? He brought it up. Like, you know, he asked about it. They, they gave him an explanation whether he, whether or not the guy was lying to him or not. Right. Move on now. Yeah, I guess. You got your answer. Sure. So here's what, here's like, here was my kind of my, uh, thought process. How, how, like how much of this is your newly married wife in on? Like how much is she okay with? Yeah. She was okay for like the initial conversation. Yeah. And then, then he got carried away. She's like, let it go. We're on a honeymoon. Let's just get back to that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm well. But, I just watched point, that, so I have very strong yeah. opinion on it. The
0: point at this point is he did a really good job. Oh yeah. Um, the, big uh, one, so, the big one. The big one, though. On.
1: It, I feel like the one we we really should mention is Jennifer Coolidge plays Tanya in both seasons. She is mainly the only character that is a carryover character from both. She's like a main in in both seasons. And she just won a Golden Globe. Yeah for the for her performance in this. Yeah, I do not
0: think she should have. Okay. Yeah. I real. Yeah, I know that's kind of where you were leading me because I had already. Told I was. You I was. Been... I was leading
1: you up to the
0: the. River well, I'm hosting this show. You to bro. drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I do not. I, she bothers me. She bothered me in this. I guess she. Uh, and in a different way than sort of everyone else bothered me. Uh, I I just think she kind of has one tone in, I, I haven't seen her in that much, but in the stuff I've seen her do, she has one tone and she was that in this again. And it's also, I, there's not really a reason for her to be like uber annoying, but she was uber annoying. So like, it doesn't fit her character necessarily. And I just don't see what, like, what did she do that was so special that deserved the golden globe? Like, you know, it's, I it it felt like a I don't I just don't I I don't agree with the award win. Um and it was almost like well people like the white lotus so we had to find something to give an award for and the person who's in both seasons that's where we're going to award it. But I, I don't need there's no reason for me to just sit here and punch down. So like I just don't I don't think she was that great. I feel a
1: little gaslit. I must say. Okay, say more about that. It's like, don't believe your eyes type situation. Like they're, they're trying to convince us that Jennifer Coolidge was good. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. I'm like, I just, I'm not buying it. Right. Right. She has played the same character in everything I've ever seen her in. Yeah. She is the same. She plays herself. You're not going to convince me that she deserved a golden globe. Now set aside the fact I mean, that I don't know who she was up against, but Set aside the fact that I don't think award shows are very, sure. v- very virtuous anymore, but you're just not going to convince me that, <laughs> that she deserved an award for that performance. I'm sorry. No, yeah. No, I agree. There yeah. are other people who you could have maybe uh, flagged for that. Yep. But not her, totally. not her. Nope. All
0: right. I, yeah, we'll, I mean, leave that's that probably, there. yeah, that's probably enough, but, um, yeah. Okay. How about story? Yeah. Um, I think the big question on this is how slow is, is too slow. It's too slow. And this, is this, that, yeah, this. <laughs> this is right. This is this the is too slow. I would, there were times where I was just sitting there going, can we go somewhere, please? Can we, can we move on?
1: Please. No, please I want I to speak, speak to season two. Okay. Cause that's the one I'm freshest on. Sure. There were parts in maybe like the last two episodes that I felt like moved pretty good, pretty well. There was a like, hop on that and say, yeah. I, I literally thought the
0: last two episodes were my favorite episodes of the entire series. Yeah. For
1: that reason. Go. There, there was yeah. like a, there was like a good amount of suspense. I felt myself like engaged Yep. and I was like, Ooh, what? Oh my, this is getting serious. Yep. I think there's something there. I think they, they, they did in some sense, land the plane well. I don't know. That's that might even be too strong. They did do things well in the in the ending of the season. The problem is everything leading up to it. That's the big that's the big problem. Yeah. Like 14 episodes. Yeah. Besides the
0: last two. I'm just saying like the 14 before the I don't remember how many there were exactly. But yeah, something like that. I think It's seven
1: total. Yeah. So literally five episodes of almost nothing. Mm hmm. Or, yeah,
0: especially in season two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause then, season one was also
1: slow. I thought, but then season two was just like horrible season, horribly one, slow. Season one has a quality about it that always keeps you slightly off balance. And mm. you're like, there's something just off here. And it's kind of, it's kind of compelling. It kind of makes you feel like anything could happen at any moment. And so I think that is, is engaging Mm -hmm. to some degree in season one. Season two does not have that. Yeah. You kind of know how this thing works now. You know, nothing's going to happen.
0: Well, it's probably because the shock value stuff wasn't going to work again. So maybe, yeah, because there's so much shock value stuff in season one. We're just not, we're not going to be able to get you. So where they were shock value in season one, they went Uber dark. They just went kind of like, creepy dark in season two Hmm. and that's how they tried to do it, but didn't do it very well. And then there was like, there was some mystery in season two that was basically just mystery because nobody was talking about what the mystery was. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically saying like blank space mystery that just the clock is ticking while you watch the episode and you're just like, can we talk about something (laughs) else? (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, Absolutely.
0: Okay, Brandon. Let's uh, try and be scientific about this. Neither mm-hmm. of us liked the show that much. Uh what so what else like can you put your finger We've we've said some stuff, but what what exactly do you like about the show? And I'm speaking generically. Like is there something generically what like oh, I like this about that show.
1: Season 2 there wasn't there wasn't really anything like broad stroke wise that I yeah. liked. I I don't feel like if we hadn't been doing an episode, I don't know that I would finish it. I think the most compelling thing about season one was some of the, th- the, that eeriness or just slightly offness that kept me questioning the show, kept me off balance, kept me engaged. That's, and that's what kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, season two lacked that quality. I don't know. I I certainly couldn't blame it on casting. I thought the casting was like almost perfect Mm -hmm. for this. Um, I love the grandpa, father, son trio. I think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. In season two, I think that works really well. I think it's interesting to unpack how one generation affects the next generation affects the next Mm -hmm. generation. I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, there's, there's a lot of good questions they're asking yep i think that might be something i you could say that i like i don't think they i would
0: say that but i would not say there's a lot of good questions they ask a couple good questions where they could have been asking a lot of good questions
1: well i also think there are questions that they thought they were asking well yeah i'm gonna get there for sure okay
0: yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what you mean, but, um, I'm going to get there for sure. I think, so if, if I had to put generally say something I, I liked about it, it was sort of the style of the show. I thought like the look of the show, obviously being in Hawaii and Sicily, mm-hmm. like you're just constantly like, Oh, these places are beautiful. Very interesting. Um, like season one, the, the youngest son of uh, Connie Britton's son, mm-hmm. um, Like his whole thing with the locals and the rowing, and like I thought that was great. Oh, Uh, stop right there. Yeah,
1: because I think that is actually a great point. There is one character who kind of has a little bit of a happy ending, or like something hopeful happened to him. Yeah, I think generally we're we're dealing with people who have all this money, but don't have like just they're not happy. I think it was interesting to see in season one the one character who kind of did have a great experience. Yeah. Learn
0: was, was, uh, and was going to head in a, so most people were heading in a negative direction and that wasn't going to stop after this vacation. Yeah. And for him it was okay. Now I've made a decision that's going to lead me in a positive direction.
1: And I think season uh, two lacked that also. I don't think there, there wasn't really a character in season two that had a similar arc and they had some opportunities for it, but they didn't, um, they didn't capitalize on
0: any of them. So, um, okay. Can you, once again, generally speaking, just for the sake of time, I guess, but can you generally
1: put your finger on what you didn't like about the show? I think it's really trying to tackle some tough questions. And I think it does not do a good job. Walking those questions out. Yep. Wrestling with them. I I think which it's... Is, which is funny because
0: normally you would at this point, then lean into like, well, it's a piece of art. You don't answer your own questions with a piece of art. And I just don't think because they didn't ask the questions well, because they didn't answer the questions well, it was just like, is it really, you know, it, it does it look like a, a duck and it's not a duck? You know, it, does it look like a piece of art and it's not a, a piece of art? Um, I sort of feel like that's, that's the issue here. It's yeah. just not, it's not doing
1: what it claims to be doing. And to that person, I would then ask, have you seen Atlanta? Exactly. Yeah. Cause this is sure. the good version of white Lotus.
0: Atlanta is the good version sort of. And the fact that you don't even know why that would be a connection at all makes mm-hmm. the point for you. Yeah. Like, like, okay, we well sort of talking about the same thing. I, I also, um, I don't need a television show to tell me to be skeptical about humanity, which is, I think what this show generally asks you to do. Everyone around you is, you should be skeptical of everybody around you. Everybody is entirely selfish and, um, and and that's fine. This we're, I'm going to talk in a second about how this show maybe wanted to ask some questions about things like race and uh, gentrification, different things like that. Mm -hmm. And whether they did that well is a different issue. But um, what we saw on the screen was just a bunch of people being horrible to each other. And it was mostly white people being horrible to each other. And so the general view is, um, that people are horrible, horrible to each other. And there's not really any redeeming quality about it. I, and so maybe the world's dark, but I don't need a TV show to continue to tell me how the world's dark. Um, and so what's different about this? Well, let me just ask. So succession does that as well. So what's, what's the difference between succession and this for you? I, that's a, that's a rough question to just toss at you right there. But
1: here's like the, the cherry on top for me with white Lotus, especially season one. I think season one is the season that really deals with race and entitlement and wealth Mm. the most. Yeah. I think season two were you're getting into like some other areas, like some sexuality stuff and just, just a lot of different, like they're kind of fleshing that out a little bit. Season one is like, really tackling white entitlement white privilege yeah and I think so if I were to compare it to succession I think succession doesn't have a character walking around in it saying just in case you didn't know what this show's trying to say or ask I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. I'm gonna spell it out for you right here mm-hmm. and I think that was really the the final nail in the coffin for mm-hmm. me was any any subtlety any art is blown up by a character walking around with her her steno pad saying did, did you see that mm. that's what we were trying to talk about here mm-hmm. and i'm of course talking about the character of paula Brittany o'grady mm-hmm. she, she was telegraphing everything the show was trying to it, succession doesn't do that sure succession is not is is much more artful about the discussion than the white Lotus. Yeah. Oh, for agree. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. All right. That, that was the big, that was, that was what really left a bad taste in my mouth. It was like, I'm yes, I'm, I'm not going to sit over here and act like, I don't know some of like these things are true and I'm, I'm not going to act like I don't, um, I don't feel like they, they should be, these are things that should be talked about. Yeah. But what, what what do you, what do you want from me? You know, like what? what yes. What, yeah. what are you trying to get me to ask questions? Because so like, and I'll say this, you know, we talked about this in Atlanta and I'll, and I'll bring it up again. Atlanta had two different formulas mm-hmm. in my mind. Maybe it was just me personally. I felt like there were two different formulas. One was ham handed and one just left, like it just, it was a little more shocking shock value. And I know that's probably what you like, what they were trying to do. It's, you know, there's a place yeah. for that, but I got more out of earn and, mm-hmm. um and van going into that club and getting treated 100% differently than mm-hmm. the white couple that walked up before them. Yep. That is something I know that i that absolutely happens. And that hit me more just like the real subtle, almost throwaway scene is something that hit me more than some of the bigger explosive episodes. So I I just, I really feel like there needs to be a subtlety. Not, not like I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm literally in the same position. I feel like I was in, in Atlanta. I know it's hard to hear someone like me (laughs) saying these things, you know, and well, this is, this is the way I like to eat my vegetables. So you need to serve me my vegetables this way. I'm, I, I, I'm. I'm yeah. really not trying to say that. I know that's no, probably. No, I how don't it's think you are at. saying.
0: That's. I. I also don't think that's the issue here. If you're going to claim, my my questions are going to be a little out of order and stuff now. But we might as well go where the the conversation goes naturally. Sure. If you're going to claim this is a, but okay. So let me rewind all the way to. When I literally looked up, I had, I was like, what do people like about the white Lotus? Okay. And these articles (laughs) popped up. We got a New York, New Yorker article. We have a New York times article and they're all basically like, well, white Lotus tackles white white privilege. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and that's basically speaking mostly like you said about season one, Mm -hmm. you're, you're telling me that a show by a white creator with only white people, mostly white people in it is the best commentary on white privilege. Like, how do you not see that? How do you not see you're not the ones to talk about this? Go watch Atlanta. Go watch Atlanta. You, you It's it's completely ridiculous to me that rich white people make a show trying to take down <coughs> rich white people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that makes no sense to me. So, um, that I think... And I think that's probably just the difference. I just kind of called it self-loathing, but like it's a, it's sort of like a shame circle, I guess, where you're like, and you brought up the perfect question, but it's basically like, yeah, we sort of feel bad that we act like this, but let's talk about it for a while. And your, your perfect question is like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Mm -hmm. And just out of curiosity with white Lotus, like, okay, let me give you two options here you put this show out there and what do you think rich white people, you know, this, this fictional group of <laughs> this fictional category of just like a, <laughs> a an amor- amorphous group of rich white people, but whatever. So what do you think rich white people are going to take away from this show? You have two options. Number one, uh, I'm rich and white and tree people poorly, or number two, man, Hawaii is pretty cool. I should go there to some resort. It looks beautiful there. Like you just boosted Hawaii tourism. You just did the exact opposite of what you were trying to do. Allegedly. I now we don't know what he was trying to do. Allegedly, but like what the commentary comes back and what the, like the awards come around saying like, Oh, you're really tackling white privilege. How, how did you tackle white privilege? Mm-hmm. Um, probably white privilege, not white privilege needs to be tackled. You didn't do it with this show. I'm sorry. And that's probably what annoyed the crap out of me was that I just didn't feel like anything was done with this show. Uh, uh, okay. We're potentially beating a dead horse at this point (laughs) with that sort of thing. But, um, can we have a small discussion about graphic sex on, on screen? Because white Lotus has, okay. And I would, uh, let me just be clear about this. When it happened, <laughs> when it happened in the show, I, I think I'm on the record many times that that oftentimes graphic sex doesn't. Well, graphic is a crazy word, but uh, sex on screen doesn't bother me terribly. If it fits within the story, like I can get by no problem. I can just kind of move on, especially if it supports the story. But I do not like shock value sex, which HBO does a lot, actually. And especially in this show, there's, I was seriously thinking, like, okay, there's a point somewhere around episode four or five in season one where something's going to pop on screen that makes you go, Oh, and when that happens, however you feel about that, go ahead and go with your gut because the rest of the show is not going to get any better from that point. So if you're like, yeah, I don't want to see that, then you just go ahead and shut it off and leave it off. That's, that's one of my things. Like you don't have to feel this way <laughs> just cause shows win awards. You don't need to feel this way. And that's, that's one of my things, but I, I don't know. Do you want to have a discussion about, sex on screen and when it can be supportive and when it isn't or something like that or, or like do we need this
1: and yeah I don't really want to talk about it but we'll, we'll, since you brought it up let's do it i think my the best thing i can say and i'm i know people are going to groan when i say this because it's like the it's it's just been it's been on um it's been at the front of a lot of conversation re- recently or over the summer since the summer i guess since last summer um and that i'm, I'm when i want to talk about the movie uh, Top Gun that came out. Uh-huh. And I think one of the things I've heard is we didn't need some of the relationship stuff that happens in it. Mm. And one of the things that I thought was so refreshing about the relationship stuff that happened in Top Gun was how there there is a there is a sex scene that, that they clearly are intimate and you don't actually see anything they they show just enough and then they kind of bring it back and it it ends up being a pretty good scene i would argue that it's maybe the worst scene in the movie because everything else is you know really well done oh, but yeah. it ends up getting the message across without some of the unnecessary parts yeah and i don't know if that answers your question at all i think my main point would be there is a way to get the same message across without being real explicit.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I generally agree with that. I think sometimes there's probably a level of intimacy, intimacy that you can reach uh, with. You don't need to go all the way to where some shows go, but um, I'm not, I'm not like, Hey, they go in the bedroom and close the door and that's it. <coughs> like, I think, no. I think some, some details helpful at some points, but uh with the, with some of the shocking elements of this show I just kind of kept thinking like yeah I don't I just don't need it and I I I don't think I don't see the virtue in having it as a part of the show um besides like because I don't come to this for like you got I guess for lack, of, you you have pornography and you have narrative and I don't see the reason they should like shake hands somewhere like I like <laughs> if you want to cho- you want to go choose to watch pornography. It's not a great idea probably, but go ahead. But yeah. don't mix the two where you force people <coughs> to choose something. They weren't choosing in the first place. Am I making sense? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. And that's, that's actually my beef. So if you make that choice, that's fine. But like all of a sudden you see some graphic image or like, you know, who knows who could have been where your TV is in your house and who could have been well, in that's, the room. Or that's
1: you, my thing that, yeah, sure. that takes a show like this out for me. And yeah. Really. Well, I mean,
0: now you wouldn't have been watching White Lotus around your kids anyway. So that's no, fine. But, but
1: I'm, I'm here to tell you, I stay, I usually stay away from shows like this now because at any moment a kid could come walking in, one of my kids, you know, so like stuff like that. Yeah. Gratuitous items usually, um, usually a close a door on a show for me. You know, yeah. it's just like, eh, probably not a great idea to, you know, at any time really in my house to be, um, to be tackling stuff like that. Yeah. So I think there's a way to accomplish everything you want to accomplish and keep it a little more tame.
0: Yeah. Why not? And I think probably HBO just sometimes just feels like they just go overboard for the sake of going overboard. Uh-huh. So, okay. So um are we able to kind of like say who, who would want to watch this show and who wouldn't want to watch this show? Or you know, can we talk about those sort of details and basically <laughs> like, are we saying don't watch the show? Cause I don't think I'm saying don't watch the show. I don't care. You know, it doesn't obviously, but I, in fact, let me go here. Now that I've invested in two seasons of this show, if somehow a third season came out, I'd probably watch it mm-hmm. because there's enough about it that I'd be curious about. And there was enough about it that I liked, but generally speaking, I didn't, didn't like the show. And I don't think I'd recommend it to anybody like as a show to watch. So what do I do with that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I'm out. I think I'm... Yeah, okay. I am not in on season three, and I'm I'm definitely not recommending the show. So, hopefully that doesn't like just take our legs off from under us, but... No, whatever. I, That's what we're here to do, I think. Yeah, I don't think this is a show that I could, in good faith, recommend. There, because there's not something that I can say... That, it doesn't have a thing that I really feel like I can hang my hat on here.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I put in our notes. Basically. Like I, I, I'm not going to put my reputation on the line for white Lotus, but I would absolutely for fleabag, which has some graphic elements. It's got pretty, you know, it's got a pretty intense language. It's got some sexual content. So like, but I'm still like, you got to get over that stuff. So, and watch fleabag because it's Mm -hmm. that good. And there, and I see your point here, which is basically like, there's nothing about white Lotus that makes me want to put myself on the line for it. Yeah. So yeah, I took, I, I pretty much agree with that is, but if you like drama, I guess, if you like, if you like a skeptical take on humanity, like if that's what you like, then I think maybe you like White Lotus. Um, some people I think like cringe stuff and yeah. I, I get what I get what you mean by cringe now. Like at some people, a lot of people said cringe. Some people like cringe. I don't, that's kind of foreign to me. I don't, I don't get liking that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I especially, one thing I really did not like was in season two, there's a lot of like just very skeptical attitudes in a, in a specific relationship and they start mistrusting each other over the course of the show. I didn't like, um, I just don't want to give too much away, but I think, you know who I'm talking about and, um, they start distrusting each other. And then the whole time you just feel dirty about their distrust. And it's just a very, very sad situation. And then like, I'm like coming back, to talk to my wife and just thinking like feeling like I did something wrong just because I was involved in their, in their crazy relationship. And then also I didn't even like how potentially they fixed that sort of like according to the show, but I don't like how they fixed it either. So uh, I don't think it was a healthy fix. And so it's just like, I just don't know what they're tackling with this show. Exactly.
1: There was some, there was one thing I thought was interesting f- from that scenario. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that I want to, I don't want to know that I, <laughs> what? I don't know that I, I don't know that I want to spoil it. Sure. So I probably won't, You don't but I think know. it asked, I think it asked a singular question. Well, because I caught myself going, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And um, that would be the only thing I would say about, about that. I think it did maybe ask one question. Well, and, but overall, I agree. It, it really just makes you feel a little disgusting. Yeah. Watching it and just the seeds of doubt. sown. um, yeah, not healthy, not, not something I want to spend much time thinking about.
0: And I just, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think people are like this. So, uh, like some people are like this potentially and other people are not like this. So when everybody in the show is like this sort of it, it, has it ends up messing with your worldview which kind of just kind of
1: sucks so i'm gonna walk this out real quick sorry go ahead but if you if you don't want to you don't want the show spoiled skip ahead two minutes maybe but okay yeah there there is a similar situation that happens to uh, there's a there's a married couple and there's a similar situation that happens to both of them separately Mm -hmm. you see it play out with the the guy and you Don't see it play out with the girl. Yep. So, and then they come back together and they tell each other nothing happened. You yep. know for a fact that nothing happened with the guy because you actually saw that scene. You don't know for sure with the girl. Yep. And their whole thing. So the guy says, but I told you nothing happened. And then the yep. girl says, well, I told you nothing happened. Yeah. But as a viewer, you're sitting there, but we don't know nothing happened. In fact, we're pretty sure something did happen. Because it's the, because she's the girl and we're, we're, we're unsure here. And I think it does ask a good question about honesty and how there is a tendency yeah. to believe guys over girls. Uh huh. And I, I thought that part was interesting and I thought it stopped yep. me in my tracks. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the yep. exact same thing and they both told each other that nothing happened. Yep. Why are we believing the guy and, and not the girl? Yeah, I, I do think that, that is the I, I one thing I thought that was good about that. So hopefully that was less than two minutes. Yeah, I think it was. And that's, and you also kind of kept it vague. Didn't even,
0: ne- yeah, didn't necessarily give enough information away. So, I mean, yeah, show this, I mean, I don't know how to wrap it up except to just say basically like this show has a lot of, uh, either way for us, I think. And yeah. and like Brandon said, it's, it's a no for him from now on. I, I <laughs> probably would maybe stick with it, but depending on where they lead. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, they didn't do what they meant to do and you can just bring up a bunch of stir up a bunch of stuff and say you were like having an interesting conversation, except you didn't invest in the conversation whatsoever. You just stirred up a bunch of stuff and made us talk about it, which is fine. Sometimes it's fine, but, um, just, I just didn't feel right to me. So, um, yeah. Enjoy the white Lotus. If you watch it, I guess, I don't know.
1: Or not. All right, Brandon. What have you been watching <laughs> lately? So much. So much. I nice. actually I'm, watched some stuff too. I'm watching something you should be watching. Okay. Well, you the, want to hit me with that first? Yeah, the chosen season three. Okay. Yeah. The Lord is watching.
0: Anthony. I like to I like to not react at all because I know. It, it I know. makes you upset.
1: It doesn't make me upset. <laughs> yeah, you get mad. I actually you, think I I You can't read me. You I walk, can't read I, how I, I can feel. read you like a book. I, no, I actually you think <laughs> that this might be something that you wouldn't care for. I, uh, we, we talked about doing an episode a little bit. We kind of hymn around. You're making around. up my mind for me. If I just sit here long enough, you'll not make me watch it. I am totally fine, kind of keeping this. It's also something, like I've said before, I wouldn't want to put it on the chopping block with you because it, I really like it. I really enjoy it. So, and it, you know, it's, it's our Lord. So, <laughs> uh, uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> I also have been watching Madoff, a um, doc- on? docu-series on Netflix. Oh. If you are interested in the financial world at all, sure. I know you don't usually lean into that stuff, but- I do. This is the Mac Daddy of all financial crime mystery. Yeah. Just, it's insane. Insanity, the yeah. level to which yeah. Bernie Madoff- deceived every like it's crazy no totally i'd be very interested in that this was a good one this is a good one just called made off on netflix still watching shrinking still great still great mayor i'm current yeah mayor of kingstown still cruising along on that jury's out last of us better than ever oh man episode three got insane like it's just like wait what are
0: you talking about of the last of us are you watching that? No, but episode three is everyone is talking about episode three it was it was so good i'm not watching it yet i'm gonna watch it just because i need to i didn't know
1: everyone was talking about it that's that's exciting
0: yeah man like they're losing their minds for like nick offerman and oh he was so good yeah they're losing their minds about it so good Uh, okay well i've been you've done sorry Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's All it right. for me. Okay. So I've been watching. I watched Reacher. I was actually, because we got an episode coming up about it. So I just finished that. I was pleased to find out that I wasn't as behind as I thought I was. I thought I was buying into two seasons,
1: but there's only one oh, no. season out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I'm pleasantly <laughs> no, that surprised when like, I didn't have a bunch more to watch. That's like double, that doubles the daunting level if there's just, if just one season, you know. But it's coming back Soon. sometime. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, I shrinking agree with what you mm. said. I checked out, okay, so a couple things I checked out. Um, mm. I watched, there's a show from roughly 2013 that lasted about three years called Moon Boy, and uh, what's uh, what's the name of the guy from Molly's Game who always starts, um, in, in the show, he always starts his phrases with uh, like a bad
1: poem. Um, oh, I don't off the top of my head i couldn't tell you that chris o'dowd is it chris o'dowd oh he because he does a lot of voice acting it is chris o'dowd yes
0: okay he's in moon he's scottish or irish right yes yep yep he's in moon boy and moon boy is essentially it's very very similar my friend todd who listens to the show and uh doesn't like some of our takes sometimes. And he likes to tell me about it, but anyway, (laughs) uh, he, he told me about it it because of dairy. Yeah. I love it too. He told me about it because of dairy girls. It is very, very similar to dairy girls, but it's a young boy as opposed to young, young women. So, um, and he has an imaginary friend. The imaginary friend is, is Chris O'Dowd. I've only watched two episodes. The first episode was, I did not love I liked the second episode a little bit better, but it's so similar to dairy girls. So if you like Ah. dairy girls, maybe check it out. Um, but I think dairy girls is at least at this point, I'm not far enough in to know dairy girls is probably better. Um, and then I stumbled upon somehow, I don't even know how I did this. I stumbled upon a show called make or break on Apple TV plus. And it's essentially, I think we know we love these. It's essentially all or nothing or hard knocks Mm. or, um, drive to survive but for professional surfers oh it's awesome Kelly Slater's in it uh not yet he's built uh, he's billed oh he yeah he's probably he's probably in a little he is in a little bit of it yeah he's Ever. not like the main it's like sort of like He is in some of it, but he's not one of the main focuses of it. It's sort of like how uh, Lewis Hamilton was not a main focus of drive to survive early, early on. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Kelly Slater's like the most famous. So he's, I think he's just not, but uh, there's a lot of focus on the younger guys coming up, but it's just like, it's, it's this, well, number one, it's beautiful because it, they only go to awesome places. And number two, it's just like, oh, cool. I like digging into another sport uh, mm-hmm. in, in this way. Like every time one of these things comes out that I can learn more about a sport that I you know don't know much about. I love it. So I'm almost done with season one. Love it. Season two is about to come out. So I'm pretty pumped about that. It's called make or break on Apple TV plus lots of cool surfing stuff. And I, it made me think at, I think I mentioned this, but I want to make sure I do in case I didn't at some point, I mentioned that I watched the hundred foot wave. Did I ever mention that to you? No, it's a series on HBO called the hundred foot wave. And it's this guy's pursuit of surfing, being the first to surf a hundred foot wave. Mm. Um, and it's in Portugal, I think is where they go. It's better than make or break for sure. It's awesome. It's, completely awesome uh and then make or break is really
1: really good so that was a really cool thing actually stuff out. like this is has to be the single greatest like proselytizing tool for sports
0: well that's the thing man yeah totally and also um So actually this is, this is interesting to talk about for us Um, recently. So, I mean, it's a couple weeks ago, once this episode actually comes out, but something that happened, obviously we're going to turn to soccer now because that's the only thing I care about at this point. But um, so recently Wrexham played in the FA cup, but they put that match on ESPN. So last it was for like my current time last sunday you could watch wrexham play on espn which is crazy it's wow. insane basically like us like like we've said a couple times a beer league softball team mm-hmm. was shown on espn their mm-hmm. game they ended up tying um but it brought into a, a question that this whole debate then started. Cause I'm obviously a fan of the Columbus crew and MLS. This debate started then about why has American sports media not gotten behind American soccer. And really interestingly, they go and take this fifth tier, welsh football team and put them on espn because of rob and ryan obviously Mm -hmm. but they put them on there why didn't they throw their support behind and now there's this whole new conversation about how um apple tv plus is doing mls this year Mm -hmm. i think i've mentioned that on the podcast before but Every MLS game is on Apple TV plus no blackouts. I like that. We're kind of moving that direction, but there's this whole conversation about how the narrative is, is what people latch onto. And the narrative is probably what would grow the sport of soccer in, in the United States because, um, that like basically, Oh, just look what happened with Wrexham. Wrexham was the most, it was like, I forget the number, but it was the most watched soccer match that day. Hmm. in the in the United States and which is not that was sort of what Robin Ryan tweeted out which was a little propagandizing because <laughs> there wasn't any other good soccer match that day but anyway um it was a bunch of Convenient. people watched a bunch of people watched a fifth tier soccer game like prob I, I don't know for sure but a lot probably not more than premier league, but maybe at like premier league levels of watching. Hmm. So like, that's pretty craziness because people connected with the narrative in welcome to Rexham. So now they care about Rexham and they are starting to potentially care about soccer, which I think is cool. But, but a whole conversation then has happened recently about how like, well, yeah, Apple TV plus needs to go into these MLS teams and do some of these series with like, for example, the Columbus crew, like they almost moved They, they all, we almost got our team taken away from us Mm. and the supporters in Columbus are who banded together and saved the crew. That's, and they kept the team in Columbus. Wow. So like, that's a heck of a story. Yeah. We should be telling that narrative and that would
1: make people certainly like them a lot more. For sure. Absolutely. I think, I think you can lay a lot of blame at sports like football and baseball. Yeah. I think they have a chokehold on. Yeah national broadcasting and what have you, but for
0: sure, I think, and it's interesting (laughs) to think about, I think baseball sort of has some narrative built into it. Um, I feel like maybe baseball fans really dig into their teams and football fans don't quite as much like every element of their teams. Really? do you, I don't know I just I don't In like America, football as much yeah I don't no, I, don't I like, agree
1: I don't like football as much but I feel like football fans are nuts
0: about the football but I don't do they know as much about the players each player and oh like a, um, I know so much about every Cleveland Guardians player yeah I mean that's a good that's a good question to ask I've seen Jose Ramirez's house like yeah pictures of his house on you know just stuff like that I don't
1: know that's interesting yeah Football fans are nuts, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are.
0: That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there, too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.